Okay, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the Growing Young Entrepreneurs podcast series, a collaboration between Acton Academy and EFM of the Global Entrepreneurship Movement Association. My name is Edmund Yap, and today I'm joined by Kareen Kong and Dr. Iu Chunti from Acton Academy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Very bright and early. It's very <laughs> early, isn't it? Oh, gosh. You guys are unhuman. Inhuman. Oh, so guys, tell, tell me about tell me about Acton Academy. You know what what are you guys all about? Acton Academy is a place where magic happens. Um, it's a place. It's a community where children take charge of their learning. Um, they learn at their own pace within a structured environment. They work on real world projects. They work on things that matter to them and even their community. Now, why why is Acton Academy so so special? I mean, why did you start Acton Academy, and and make the school like this? Because children are capable of so much more, and we are as adults, um, as educators, education institutions. I don't think we are trusting them enough and giving them big things to do, giving them real world experiences, allow them to fall and cry. But yes, they're capable of more. So I read on the website that you guys don't give lectures. I mean, Acton Academy doesn't give lectures. Is that, I mean, how, how do you pull that off? Um, Every day is a, they have a series of challenges that they work on. And all those challenges are all kind of fine-tuned. It's like gamed in a way so that it mimics real-world projects. Uh, they uh, they work on the projects and challenges by themselves. Whenever they get stuck, they have peers to rely on. Uh, we are mixed age school, where we have the young uh, eagles all the way from ages six until uh, middle school eagles until age 15, 16 years old. So there's bound to be someone they can rely upon for help. Uh, we guides, as you rightly say, we don't lecture and more so we don't answer any but, questions. So you're saying not only are there no lecturers, uh, children can't ask questions? Okay, but, but... We won't answer them. So how, how do... And, and this is very special, but then how do children get the knowledge they need if you're not telling them if you're not maybe maybe i was i was hiding a bit too much (laughs) Uh, we what we do we practice the socratic method uh, whenever it comes to uh, answering questions we would ask questions that would guide you towards guide you uh, to think more about uh, what are the possible answers if it all really really doesn't work out so well we will provide options, but you have to make the decision yourself. When you're not lecturing, how is it that, that kids learn, their, for example, their math or their science or their It's English not or... all playing and, and um, games at Acton too. So the day is divided into two halves and in the morning we do core skills. That, that includes reading, writing, um, spelling, basic knowledge that you need that every child needs to have everyone needs to have that and we do that via a lot of um, interactive programs that children can go at their own pace um, but still learn at the same time and of course if they 
stumble into any roadblocks, then they can always ask their friends, research more, or if really they can't figure it out, then the guides are always here. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually, uh, my mind is actually really blown right now. But, but why, why did you start a school like this, Kareem? And Dr. Yu too, I mean, why, why did you... Mm, I used to teach in a boarding school in Kuching and I was the form teacher for my 13-year-old and I was teaching the Form 1 classes, Form 3 and Form 5 classes and I could not believe it when my Form 1 boy cannot differentiate between he and she. How did that happen? How did that how did they even get through the first six years of school and still end up in Form 1 if they don't know he or she? And every day you see these parents waiting outside the school, you know, under the hot sun on their motorbikes, hoping that one day these children will come out and change their lives. But how is that going to happen if we don't change what we're doing right now? And, and I believe children, um, they're not given the, the opportunity to try more. Um, we're not giving them the environment that will foster the right habits that enable them to thrive in the future. They don't need to get A's, but they need to learn to thrive in the environment. A lot of the children and the, what the children that I work with, they, if you were to ask them, why are you here? Uh, well, they'll say they want to take games. Of course, I teach uh, kids how to hack Minecraft, but nonetheless, they are there. A most majority of the time were to just to check that tick box. Uh, my mom told me to come. They don't have that kind of like uh, drive, that passion, or that independence to even uh, decide what they want. Acton is different because one, we really do trust our children. Two, we. We trust them enough to allow them to struggle and fail on a daily basis. Um, we trust them enough to give them challenges that require them to think beyond their comfort zone, um, to solve problems and keep trying to find the perfect way to solve that problem. And it's not a day, it's It'll not never two be perfect, days. But at least exactly. find a way to solve their problem. Um, uh, it's, it's a place where I truly believe that will, it will nurture the entrepreneurial spirit in the children. Um, lots of grit is needed here, lots of perseverance needed here. At the same time, socialising with a group of peers that will also face very similar challenges together. I think reflecting on, on my own journey since um, starting Acton, being an entrepreneur myself now, and seeing how they learn, if I had, if we were to have that experience when we were younger, I think the past two years would have been slightly easier. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, it's giving them, exposing them to, to this environment at such a young age will give them the, the right attitude or to help build that right attitude and habits that will help them thrive in, in the future world where things are so uncertain. Is this the reason why you don't, you don't lecture? You don't teach in front of the kids? I will not say that lecture is completely um, useless in today's 
uh, learning environment but I think it has to be in small, very small doses and because it only applies to certain um, learners and also it doesn't, it doesn't allow um, children the space to, to ask questions, to challenge each other's opinions, to come up with new ideas. Um, and it also doesn't give the, the guide a direct feedback to see whether the children understand what, what you're trying to, to deliver. And because lecture-based classrooms are, are one way. Yeah, it's yeah, primarily most, one way. And it's also another more, more thing that I notice with, without lectures is uh, the kids will then get become creative in and finding, curious. finding things out. Uh, and there's a whole host of resources uh, in this day and age that's made available and majority of it is free as well. So uh, there's no one that's really, it's really, really hard to say this day that you cannot find information about any particular, uh, at least the traditional topics is definitely something, some resource out there. You just have to get to it, just have to have the great to know to find it. Also this reminds me of um, of one of my eagles. Uh, we call them eagles here at um, Acton instead of kids because I think um, labeling them as kids and students disempowers them. Okay. Yeah so one of my eagles I remember we were talking right now we are on our detective science sprint and every Friday we have a two-minute mystery to solve and by just throwing them that that scenario that crime scene and the amount and the, and the different responses that you get things that you never think of of why did this crime happen and there can be so many reasons that I can tell you um, an adult would never think of that if we don't cap that if we don't tell them this is the right answer right they can come up with so much more Right, and, and that's what an entrepreneur is, right? He looks for uh, answers that are not so obvious, obscure answers to, to very complex problems. Yes, to come up with new ways to innovate. You have to see it in action. I cannot describe it um, in, in using the right words. <laughs> uh, with that, let, let's talk about the curriculum. I mean, what do you guys use? What curriculum? What curriculum? Just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, what curriculum? Let's <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> Parents ask this, right? I mean, I mean, we're talking about a, a school with no lectures, a school with, uh, with so much freedom. Yeah, they explore. So, I mean, what's what's the framework here? As um, Doctor Yu mentioned earlier, it's a lot of project-based learning, inquiry-based learning. So we we scaffold our projects in mini challenges. That of course, each challenge uh, will have its different objectives and um, habits or, or skills that we want to impart um, but the aim is that these challenges would simulate what they would experience in the real world like for example um, architecture that would that actually went on a, a historical walk down you know the old um, downtown KL and then look at how things were really done and then they had to bring that knowledge back, um, incorporate that with different 
architecture theories that they learned from architects that we that we invited to share with them, put all of these together and design their dream school. So it's not just, oh, I feel like it should look like a cat, then it can look like a cat. Is it feasible to be for it to be built like a cat? How many people can fit in there? And it was really amazing because during the exhibition, almost all of them had um, a fire alarm, fire extinguisher, fire escape. Well, they, they thought of all that. And yeah, first aid kit. I thought that was quite funny. I also noticed that the, the kids here are all mixed together, right? Yes. You have six-year-olds and you have 11-year-olds. Uh, every, and everything else in between, all, all together. It's, it's, it's like a party here every day. <laughs> is, is there a reason why, I mean, why, why you mix all these kids? Um, why have leadership courses when you have no one to lead? It, Very interesting. In, a, in, a, in an environment where you have six-year-old, seven-year-old, 11-year-old, 15-year-old, you can learn from everyone. Um, everyone challenges you in different way. Everyone gives you a different perspective of, of things at different ages, right? Um, the six-year-old can learn, can learn math from, say, an eight-year-old. But an eight-year-old can learn leadership through his experience with a six-year-old. And actually, I have a six-year-old who is at a nine-year-old um, math level and he's so inspired by his friends and how they're collecting points and badges on, on Khan Academy that it just fired him to, to fly through his math. And it will not be possible if you are in an environment where everybody's doing the same thing. You must do from pages one to five and then wait for everyone to finish page five before you move on to page six. So as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to pool uh, knowledge and resources from a wide variety of disciplines, uh, knowledge, uh, knowledge base, and even resources. So in all the quests that we have here at Acton, uh, there is an opportunity for the eagles to tap into things they did in their math, the, the morals and values they learn through the civilization, uh, civilization discussions, Socratic discussions. Uh, at the same time, picking on any of the specialty uh, knowledges, like uh, last spring they learned, uh, my kids, the eagles, learned to do animations. Uh, they understand what it takes to create and produce uh, entire animation from scratch. So those some of the hard skills, uh, some of the more specialized academic type skills, they can draw all this together into their presentations on a, a six-week cycle. So they do this like regularly, so six times a year. Uh, in addition to that, uh, they also participate in our annual children's business fair where they get to you know, try out their <laughs> entrepreneurial um, abilities uh, and even try to see if they can sell and make some money uh, <laughs> right before the holidays comes. Um, I, I suppose it's a, it's a pretty good training ground for any entrepreneurs to be. Wow. 
starting at six. Yes, starting at six. <laughs> you do that every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, acting sounds like a lot of fun, guys. I've got to wrap this podcast up because we're out of time. You know, thank you, Corinne. Uh, thank you, uh, Doctor Yu, for for being here, mm-hmm. and thank you for tuning in to EFM. In the next podcast, in the Growing Your Entrepreneur series, we'll be talking about what makes an entrepreneur. We will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.